The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Today I'm really excited to bring this program to you. First of all, my guest. And second of all, uh, to talk about this new program that he has just initiated, um, not only am I, in a sense, beholden to this guest um, for all of the wonderful education he provided years ago when I first met him at a terrorism conference that he was uh, putting on, actually two of them, and um, incredible stuff and really helped me on my journey as the terrorist therapist. Um, but I'm, I'm really excited to talk about his new project because, you know, with all the doom and gloom we are um, battered with every day, whether it's politics or terrorism, <laughs> of course I do some of that battering, as you know, talking to you about terrorism, but um, or whether it's, you know, well, fires right now in California that I'm keeping an eye on. Um, you know, whatever, I mean, it's, it's rarely do we get good news in the news, which is very unfortunate. But, you know, what, it, what makes this particularly uh, amazing is that, you know, it's so easy to get battered down uh, by hearing all this doom and gloom and to think, oh, what's the use, what can I do uh, to help? the world situation. And um, my guest, um, Jeffrey Epstein, is indeed has been doing a lot over the years in terms of uh, his education efforts in regard to terrorism. And now he is starting a new project. He has just started, actually, a new project that um, really uh, is just so, so purely from the heart and so important it's called Healing the Wounds, and I'll let him tell you all about it, but I'll just say that this is a, um, a project that he created to help the forgotten children of America's fallen heroes, meaning the heroes who have fallen in war, uh, our military, and the heroes in the police. And, you know, we, we hear these news stories about uh, people being killed, you know, people, uh, uh, troops being killed, and policemen being police officers, <laughs> not just men, police officers being killed, and that's kind of the end of the story, and we feel that, that that's so bad, and they have a, a funeral, and, you know, we're, we're all kind of uh, appreciative and honor them and so on. But then what? You know, what about the kids who are left? They are too often forgotten, too soon. So um, Jeff's project is uh, about to change all of that. So welcome to the show, Jeffrey. Well, thank you very much, and thanks for that kind introduction, Carol. So tell us all about this. This is like, um, this is so creative. You know, that's one of the things I like about it, that it's not just kind of the usual uh, stuff that one might come up with to help some portion of the population. This is a really creative project, so tell us about it. Well, to start off with, uh, we're trying to avoid, you know, the dark areas, the heavy things, and really be a positive organization. Healing the Wounds was chartered to mentor the forgotten children of our nation's fallen heroes, both, you know, in law enforcement and the military, like you said, our, uh, our mission is to mentor them through experience, education, and support. We want to fill this void that you had mentioned because, unfortunately, 
you know, they, they, they lived through a nightmare that few can relate to, Carol. And, uh, you know, the pain, the horror, and the suffering they're forced to endure. And that, that nightmare begins with an unexpected knock on the door that forever sh- uh, shatters the security and stability that's so vital to childhood development. And, and, and a, a loving mother or father who either deployed months earlier or possibly that very morning is not coming home. So there go the shared birthdays, the holidays, the Christmas mornings, and quiet times on the couch. And then they're forced to bear witness to the impact that that loss has on the remaining parent. And uh, that only adds to their torment, because now you have one parent trying to fulfill the responsibilities of two parents, and yet they're going through the grieving process themselves. Mm-hmm. So... We wanted, like I said, to fill that void that's critical to a child's development and success. And, you know, so much of society today is laser-focused on what's wrong. We created healing the wounds to focus on what's possible. And we want to equip these teenagers with the skills and the attitudes, habits and behaviors that, that will ensure their success. So we're a solutions-based initiative. Now, I wanted to interrupt you for a minute, because before we get into all the details of the program, the interesting details, I I, want to step back a little bit and um, get into, like, why you? You know, where, how did you come to to create this? You know, um, I kind of, like, I ask people who have written a book, how did you come to write this story? So how did you come to write this story? The easy, the easy answer and the quick, quick answer would be, why not me? But anyway, <laughs> I guess the best way to approach this, um, you know, I, I come from a family, uh, a patriotic family, military lineage, etc. Uh, I grew up in the shadow of an uncle, Carol, who fought his way from the beaches of Normandy through the bulge and into Germany. And... Uh, he saw, he saw some of the most ugly things you could ever imagine. Uh, he liberated, he was a commanding officer that liberated one of the Nazi death camps. Mm. And they put it under his charge for about six months until the survivors were healthy enough for, for release. Huh. So, to a great degree, I grew up in his shadow. And I understood and, you know, what he went through, even though he didn't speak much about it. And through the years, through you know, the context that that I have, I've always worked with people that were either in law enforcement or the military. And some of them, most of them were heroes, as far as I was concerned. And I couldn't believe that they came home and they didn't always receive a hero's welcome. Hmm. And I, I just believe that, listen, no, no nation can stand divided nor sustain the failure of not honoring those who perish on the front lines of its defense. And from my perspective, it's clearly become the responsibility of we the people. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we need to revitalize our national spirit, mend our divisions, and send a clear message of solidarity to Washington. And this was my approach in terms of how to do it. The the program itself, as you know, starts off with, we're going to bring these teenagers up to a wilderness camp in Alaska. So wait, is it, what is the age range? Is it just for teenagers? What's the age range? We're dealing with teenagers just because of, you know, certain issues, of course, in terms of where we're taking them and what we're going to uh-huh. do with them. So, uh, you know, I, I have skilled professionals on the ground just waiting to put this together and, and help, you know, with every, every detail. It's, okay. It's, the logistics are all set. They're in place already. But um, it's going to start, you asked me, age-wise, we're looking at 12 to 18 years of age. Okay. Will there be some minor exceptions? Yes. But uh, 12-year-olds will not be with 18-year-olds, so they're uh-huh. going to be grouped separately. But once again, we're going to bring them up to Alaska. And uh, I spent, listen, I spent something like 34 summers on the ground up there experiencing a lot of these things and introducing teenagers and, and children to the same activities, and they were forever changed because it's so yes, odd. Now, now how, okay, yes, because you were the owner 
of um, of a program, the owner and founder of Outback Kodiak, Alaska Wilderness Adventures. So you started doing this ages ago. How did, um, it was back to 34 years, or how did, how, well, first of all, what made you um, start that uh, originally? I, my first trip up there was 1982. Uh-huh. I guess for everybody in your listening audience, I'm over the age of 21. But okay. <laughs> anyway, I, I ended up spending every summer just about up there since 1982. Just and every time you were I would attracted. go up, I'm sorry. Originally, because you were just attracted to see what it was like in Alaska. Uh, a gentleman that I knew from my hometown moved up there, uh-huh. and extended an invitation. Basically, I called him up because a relative of mine was there, and, and uh, he took a lot of photos. I saw something like 300 slides, uh-huh. etc., and I said, "I'm out of here." <laughs> yeah. So, Carol, I, I went up. And uh, they welcomed me up there with open arms, and, and I had probably the best time of my life. Uh-huh. And I kept, every summer after that, different groups of people would come up to me, and friends, and say, take me, take me, take me. Yeah. And that went on for years, and then finally it progressed, and I, I set up kind of a hobby business to take people, families up there, and expose them to the same trips that I had previously uh, participated in. And then it evolved into, like I said, a hobby business. And I mm-hmm. took some some large groups up there over the years. So you have a, a lot of experience in, in this. A lot of a lot of experience on the ground in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. But we're not going to be bringing the teenagers to the same place where I had the experience. We're a little bit, little removed, and it's a little more luxurious because I I stayed in some places that. It just wouldn't be appropriate. <laughs> you mean where the teenagers are going to go is a little more um, luxurious, where you're now. A little more the... civilized, because yeah. my, my early years up there, I think the the grizzly bears waited for us to come in. I was standing <laughs> on their back legs watching the plane come in, and you know, I stayed at one place. <laughs> there were books written about it. The fishing was incredible. But there had to be 40, 50 grizzly bears on the ground, you know, within a week that you'd see. It was incredible. But I wouldn't wouldn't take teenagers there. (laughs) Okay. So anyway. But you you saw how, what a a life-changing experience it is, and um, that's what you wanted to capture for these teens in this um, healing the wounds. I mean, you realize how well that could heal wounds. It does heal wounds, and I know also for a fact, I, there's no question about it, the teenagers that I exposed over the years, and children, to some of the activities, um, and y- you know what, they're, st- they're, they're still grateful, and they're still talking about it, and they're saying how much they want to go back. Mm-hmm. So it's not just the, um, sure, these teenagers will have fun, you know, hiking and fishing and participating in things like archery and volleyball and boating and wildlife photography and exploration. But um, it'll probably be the most extraordinary adventure of their lives. Yes. And on top of it, you know, we're going to continue to support them 365 days a year. We're going to have a call-in center where they can call 24-7. We're going to have webinars and tutorials, and we're going to do whatever we can to help match them up um, before I even get into that. They're also going to be introduced to career opportunities in a dozen different disciplines. And then as we're further and further funded, our intention is to help them uh, secure internships in different industries where they have interest. And how are you... You go ahead. What? Um, you had a question. Well, I was going to say, how are you going to find the, their, these people, these teenagers? You know, I, I have a lot of contacts in that area, but what's interested, interesting is that I actually received an email on Friday from the U.S. Armed Forces that happened to um, somehow somebody in a leadership position happened to pick up on what we were doing. Uh, so 
we, we officially launched around the 15th of November, and there have been some articles that broke in support of what we're doing. So anyway, he reached out to me, and they have thousands yeah. of children around the world, the children of our nation's fallen heroes, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, listen, the message was, was clear. Get it funded. Get it moving. We'll provide the kids. Tell yeah. us what our, your protocols are going to be. Oh, that's great. Yes, I'm sure there's no, no shortage of kids. It's, uh, you know, I wonder if I mean, maybe um, you would want to have, like, some kind of an essay, have them write something. To, I mean, I don't know. It seems like there are many more kids who would want to do this. Are, are, is this how many weeks a year um, would, would, this, would there be these? Uh, experiences in Alaska. We're looking at a maximum of 14 weeks in the summer. Uh-huh. We're looking at each group of, of uh, teenagers will arrive on a weekly basis. We're not going to take them away from home for more than a week. That's uh-huh. not. And by the time they go home, they're going to be tired. Mm-hmm. Just like every other group that I brought up there, they're going to be mm-hmm. tired. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as our organizational goals are, like I said, it's to support the children of our nation's fallen heroes. But we also want to heighten public awareness of our country's responsibility for mentoring these children. And we want to reinforce core values, instill accountability, and elevate the confidence of these kids. What we're trying to do is build leadership skills. And we're also going to educate them as to current environmental issues and sound conservation practices. Mm-hmm. So by the time they leave, they're going to be exposed to wilderness survival training, just very basic, to promote self-confidence and leadership skills. They'll know how to find shelter or build shelter. They'll know how to uh, build a fire in a wet environment and secure, secure water and food. Well, I'm going to need to stop you right here because I just heard the music that means we need to take a break. But um, where do I sign up? I am not the child or teenager (laughs) of a fallen hero, but all that sounds really good. We're going to be back. We need to take a break. My guest is Jeffrey Epstein. He is the president of Healing the Wounds, and um, I hope you're as excited as I am to hear about uh, what awaits the children of these fallen heroes. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866- 
472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, here with my guest, Jeffrey F. Epstein, who is who has just started, you heard him say, at the middle of November, we're, not, we're three weeks into it about, just about, uh, the launch of his new program called Healing the Wounds. And it's healing the wounds of the children of fallen heroes from the military and police. I, was, I started asking you before, since there are so many more children than this program can handle, um, uh, are you going to have them maybe write, have like some kind of an entrance, you know, qualifying thing, like have them write an essay to, and pick from the essay? Uh, how were you thinking of doing that, or just like the first people that get referred? No, it won't be first. Uh, our board is going to weigh in on who, you know, eligibility as far as requirements are concerned. It won't be an essay. It's background. We'll go by um, who's referred to us by different organizations and, uh, like I said, armed services, whatever, to meet the yeah. criteria. Because we, ha- we have to exercise caution, too. Yeah. So you mean people who um, have shown some degree of of uh, community service or a good grades or something like that? No. The first thing, of course, is going to be... Um, no, typically it doesn't work that way. It's based on um, the type of sacrifices made by the parent as well. Oh, uh-huh. So that's, that's how most organizations uh, approach it, just to make sure, you know, and, and then we'll go down through there, and then we will have... Uh, Probably letters of recommendation and, of course, uh-huh. conversations with people in the communities, you know, remaining parent, teachers, whatever. No, that sounds good. But we don't want to, uh, you know, somebody's writing skills should not determine whether or not yes. they're brought into the program. Yes, yes. And also need, because if, you know, the, uh, the teenagers that are most in need are the ones also that we want to reach out to because what we're really trying to do here is help uh, generate or contribute to the next generation of responsible uh, citizens. Mm-hmm. And so tell us more. So, okay, they're going to be spending a week um, right. in nature and fishing and hiking and doing all these, and in this, in this environment that is just awe-inspiring. Um, uh, and what, tell us more about the programs f- for the rest of the year. Now, you mentioned a call center. Um, yeah, so it, it, right. And before I get into that, Carol, I just want to touch on a couple other things that I think are mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. While they're with us, they're going to be introduced to seamanship, coastal navigation, and safe boating skills. We want them to leave with first aid and CPR certification. Yes. They'll be exposed to land-based wildlife and marine life and natural settings, you know, like I said, under the guidance or supervision of knowledgeable experts, professionals. And then we're going to introduce them, provide them with opportunities to um, learn a lot about, you know, about a dozen different career paths because I've got, you know, a lot of contacts in different areas. And uh, I think what's really important is we're providing them with networking opportunities so, so that um, to accommodate the promotion of long-term friendships, both yeah. with the mentors on the ground and with other teenagers that have similar experiences, that have su- suffered the same losses. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it's very important to bring them together. And, and as an organization, I believe we are the first to merge the interests of both the law enforcement community and military communities. Yes. Now, what went into your thinking about that? What made you decide that? Look what's happening to country. And I don't see much of a difference. It's hard for me to decipher between somebody that's lost in battle overseas or in the armed forces and somebody that's sacrificed their life on behalf of their community. And we're certainly seeing both. 
Because they're both protecting, trying to protect American citizens. Right, and if it wasn't for, in either of those cases, if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be sleeping peacefully Mm -hmm. through the night. (laughs) No. Well, I don't know how many of us are sleeping peacefully as it is. <laughs> but we're certainly sleeping more peacefully because of well, this. Well, yeah. <laughs> and with some of us, it's an age factor, too. So. <laughs> but, you know, take, take a look at the people that stepped up to the plate. Our advisory board members were extremely strong. General um, McInerney, Thomas McInerney, was the first one to come on board, and he was in charge of the Alaska Air Command. General Boykin came on board. He was a founding member of Delta Force. Attorney John O'Neill came on board, U.S. Navy, Navy Academy graduate, retired. Colonel Ken Cordier, U.S. Air Force, retired. Ken spent, listen, 175 and a half missions over the friendly skies of Vietnam before he was shot down and incarcerated for six and a half years. Um, active Police Chief James Craig came on board from Detroit. Captain Clay Higgins from Louisiana, and since he came on board, he was elected to the U.S. House or the Congress, representing the Third District of Louisiana. Former Chief Investigative um, Counsel for the U.S. House Judiciary David Chippers came on board. We had three professors from University of Alaska in Fairbanks. Two are retired PhDs. One of them is still active. Backgrounds ranging from seafood chemistry to marine mammal specialists in, in oceanography. Critical care, uh, you know, triple-boarded critical care physician came on board. And also, um, Captain Michael Hoyk, uh, Hawk joined us. He was U.S. Army retired, Green Berets. And Michael and his wife had a, a show on the Discovery Channel called Man, Woman, Wild. Michael's 100% behind this. He's going to help design the programs for the basic survival training, and he wants to be on the ground up there. And he also he has a master's in child psychology, and he travels the world helping kids. So we're very strong that way. Um, can't wait to, to bring these children up and put them on the ground. And let well, our professionals it's certainly take over. a testament to you that I mean, yes, it's a who's who. It's really amazing, all the people who are on the board. I mean, um, that must not have been easy to gather such a force. It wasn't easy, but it's also a testament to them because they're that committed to country and to these kids. And you know, the last conversation I had with one of the professors. She said that it looked like we may have the use of a 125-ton research vessel. Oh, wow. You know, the the properties up there are such that, you know, within a couple hundred yards of the coast, you've got large whales, you've got everything, sea lions. I, I mean, everything you could think of in terms of marine life and wildlife in close proximity, that's going to be awe-inspiring. I had one young lady on a boat a couple years ago, and we brought in a 360-pound halibut that was a little better (laughs) than eight feet long. Wow. She she jumped on it. She was hugging it. (laughs) (laughs) Now, how many um, teens are going to be in each weekly group? Twelve. Oh, well, that's, uh, they're going to get a lot of individual attention. Yes, they are, and that's really important. In fact, for every, the way we're going to do it is uh, two groups of six flying up with a parent chaperone. Yeah. Because I'm not going to, of course, logistically, I don't want them crossing the country in an airplane by themselves. So mm-hmm. everything's going to be under scrutinized and under control and some, mm-hmm. and with responsibility. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds, um, oh, so I was starting to ask you before about the rest of the program for the rest of the year, the the, uh, call center. Tell us about that. We're going to have professionals um, and volunteers um, monitor the call center, be active with it, and they they dial the number 
and they will have immediate access to somebody that can talk to them and help them whatever, with whatever issue or crisis that's taking place in their lives. Mm-hmm. That's, uh... Now, is that going to be... Um, is that for the people who have already gone through the Alaska program, or is that any child of a fallen hero? It, w- it would be for the, the teenagers that have started with the program, because uh-huh. we would be overwhelmed. Yes, but the, you know, yes. The other thing is, if, obviously, if the number was provided to somebody else and they called in, you're darn right we're going to help them. We're not yes, going to turn yes. anybody away. Yes. And the numbers that I shared with you before... We're looking at opening a second facility around 36, 24 to 36 months later so that mm-hmm. we will double the capacity and hopefully that will continue. I want to maintain it in Alaska for a reason. There's no other place in the country that matches it in terms of, as, as far as I'm concerned, uh, with the wildlife and the scenery and the opportunities. In mm-hmm. this way, we can move the teenagers back and forth between a couple different locations. So that's the end goal. Mm-hmm. And what about the educational um, program that's uh, during the year? Everything will be tailored or structured in such a way to help them uh, develop as responsible adults. So now, we're already funny. in conversation. I, I, you, um, well, go ahead. I'm sorry. As far as the webinars or tutorials, they'll be there I to help see. them in terms of everything from healthy eating to managing f- personal finances, all the things that you would want to step in and share w- with today's youth to help to, to benefit them mm-hmm. and uh, also to prepare them for whatever career that they want to go, you know, whatever field that they choose to pursue. In education mm-hmm. that they choose to pursue. Well, there are organizations out there that provide um, the children of our fallen heroes with uh, tuition, college tuition. We want to get them up to that point where they're ready for it. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and if I may share something with you, Carol... Mm-hmm. You know, one of the articles broke the other day, and I received an email from a gentleman, coincidentally from California, and he described himself as a war baby born in 42, who grew up uh-huh. fatherless in a some, sometimes, and excuse me, because I'm kind of paraphrasing the paragraph he sent me, but sometimes yeah. past the world that left him bereaved, hurt, lonely frustrated, and angry. Mm-hmm. And he said that he had grew, grown up in the first precinct of the first ward of a major industrial city, which was to him a very tough environment, urban environment, and he had peers that experienced the same life. And they didn't fare well as teenagers or in life, and they struggled along. And the, the, the first hurt that he suffered was he got booted out of the Boy Scouts because he didn't have a father to contribute and participate. Oh, wow. And he, yeah, and he said it was a bitter pill to swallow and still remains an issue for him even today, 65 wow. years later. Oh, that is awful. And then he went on to say that some of his peers didn't survive well at all while others of us managed to struggle to achieve a, just modified successes. And he said that a program such as this is one of the most worthy things that a, that a caring, responsible adult can join or get involved with and should be funded uh, by as many people as possible, and they should participate, mm-hmm. or, or both. And it, it, he said it will literally save the lives of some of these highly stressed youngsters. Yes, yes. Especially think- those living in urban environments which, in his words, today are in some ways far more challenging than what he and his peers had faced. Yes. You would, you would understand this because this is your field, you know. It's just a horrible thing. And we don't want to dwell on that. What, where we really want to dwell is the positive things 
and promote change. And that's why, like I said earlier, we're 100% solutions-based. Well, um, well, so it's so the organ the program is barely three weeks old, and um, what kind? It's gotten some publicity already. What kind? Besides, in addition to this letter, um, what other kinds of responses have you gotten? Have <coughs> Have you gotten donations yet? What? Oh yes, we've had some, but you know what? We we didn't even reach out, Carol, for donations. We want people to step up to the plate and become members. And there's four different levels of membership. I, I don't want to break them down, you know, for you now. But basically, um, well, what do people? Expensive. You don't have to break it down. But what do people? I mean, because I'm going to give out your website. But what do people? Um, what What does that mean to be a member? I saw that on your website. What What does that mean? To buy into it and to support it. The lowest level of membership is an, a very small annual fee, but as the membership, you know, as you uh, advance in membership, your participation can, if you like, become far more uh, involved, meaning that when we start hosting regional events during the winter months, etc., that you can be there and interact with, with our board members, etc., on the mm-hmm. higher levels. Uh, well, actually, I shouldn't even say that. From the very lowest levels, everybody's invited to advance ideas in our direction in terms uh-huh. of how we can improve and certain things that we can offer. And well, let me, this would be a, wait, wait, wait. This would be a good place <laughs> to take a break right now because, again, the music uh, is telling us <laughs> that we okay. need to. So my guest, he's, you can tell he's really excited about his program, <laughs> and that's very important. My guest is Jeffrey Epstein. His, um, he is the president of this new program called Healing the Wounds, and we're going to keep talking with him and hearing more about the program and uh, what he's going to be doing and what it means to be a member and so on, because I, I'm kind of interested in all of that. And uh, so stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787, and ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll free at 1 866 472 5788. Now back to the show. Here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host. Dr. Carol Lieberman. My guest today is Jeffrey Epstein. He is the president of this newly formed uh, charitable organization called Healing the Wounds. And um, 
Jeff is telling us uh, more and more about this. Actually, before the break, you were telling us about uh, becoming a member. And I know um, in, even if you can't, if there's enough time to go into all the details of each level of membership, tell us kind of more in general about what the kinds of things that members uh, may receive, depending upon the level. Right. Well, before I do that, you know, I just received an email, and I just want to share it with you. Okay. And it came from a lady uh, in Detroit, Michigan. And she said she'd do her best to get the world out, uh, word out about this. She lost both parents as a child and was simply pushed into an uncaring foster home situation. She said after losing a parent, and she said mine weren't heroes except to me. Kids mm. feel that the world has gone dark. Being outdoors with others is the best thing for seeing that there's still a world. And that was very similar to what Michael Hawk or Captain Hawk had said. Um, you know, he wrote an op-ed a couple weeks ago uh, in, in support of this mission. Because being outdoors and participating in these types of activities are extremely therapeutic. Now, well, as far you know, as, it's, uh, it's interesting. Oh, I'm sorry, Carol. Wait, um, you know, what's, this is more needed than ever, like, um, because... Because kids, um, whether their parent is in the military or not, just kids in general these days, uh, most kids, spend so much less time outdoors and out in nature and, um, you know, hiking in the woods or going to the beach or, um, you know, like in, in California, even in Los Angeles, where I am, um, there are kids who live in Los Angeles but um, because their parents don't, I mean, not that it doesn't take a lot of money to get, especially now that they made a train going all the way to Santa Monica, uh, it's, um, but, but it does cost some, but it mainly costs time and um, the creativity or the, uh, the interest of their parent or parents to take them. I mean, there are kids in Los Angeles, like so close to the beach, who haven't even gone to the beach and they're teenagers. Um, and and all over the United States, p- kids are just, you know, it used to be you come home from school, you go out on your street um, or in your neighborhood somewhere, you play basketball, you play handball, uh, you play all different kinds of games with your friends. And now people, most kids go to their room and go to their smartphone, and that's supposed to be socialization. And then that's where they bully other kids and kids commit suicide and everything else. So... This idea, I mean, it used to be, you know, um, 50 years ago, the idea, I mean, not that, not that a lot of people were going to Alaska at any time, but um, just being in nature, going to something near you, depending upon where you live, was a lot more common, and kids were a lot better, um, were healthier psychologically, because they had these outdoor experiences. Now, it's such a unique kind of thing, um, you know, it, it's needed, of, of course, for the fallen heroes, but it's, it, it's unfortunate. It would be nice if all kids could have um, these kinds of experiences. If not in Alaska, then, you know, 20 minutes from where their home is. Right. You, you know, it's interesting you say, you say that because I was contacted by somebody two weeks ago that said, you know what, with what you're doing, this is so valuable. I hope it sets uh, the standard for future programs to be rolled out in, mm-hmm. for the general uh, population oh, uh-huh. out, outside the military and law enforcement communities. But you know what? Last week, Carol, I, I drove through uh, several suburban Connecticut neighborhoods. And what was interesting, this was 2 o'clock on a beautiful Sunday afternoon. Nobody was out. Mm-hmm. You couldn't. I mean, when we were kids, you were you were throwing a ball or wh- whatever you were doing. You were out. You were on your bikes wherever. You don't see that anymore. They're mm-hmm. all inside. In fact, they no longer connect with each other if it's not electronically. Mm-hmm. I've seen young teenagers on dates where they're sitting there texting other people while they're sitting at the table. Mm-hmm. They're not even engaged with each other. Mm-hmm. And. One of the bright spots of this 
they're going to be told that they can't bring their electronic games with oh, them. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. And another thing is, when it comes to the cell phones, the smartphones, things of that nature, iPads, guess what? There's no connectability. Yes, I was just thinking that. Even if they brought it, they probably Even wouldn't be able to use it. it. I mean, we <laughs> still have, uh, we'll have at least three different means of communication. And, you know what, we have emergency fa- facilities very close. But they won't work. So they're going to mm-hmm. be forced to interact with each other and learn mm-hmm. something. And they'll now, have plenty of downtime, too. But they're going to be just, forced to learn um, something. Is this going to be... Um, you said it's going to be 12 kids each week. Is it going to be co-ed, like six boys and six girls? We have no problem having, having it be co-ed. Mm-hmm. However, the living arrangements will not be, <laughs> okay? Yeah, okay. So, I was wondering course. how you were going to deal with that. Sure, there are standards of conduct, conduct that, uh, contractual standards of conduct and everything that they have to sign on to, uh-huh. and they will be enforced. But, uh-huh. uh Yes, of course, this will be co-ed. Mm-hmm. But we will not have uh, 11 boys and one girl at once. Yeah. You know, it just, right. We, we want them to develop friendships, and, and it's important that they have those uh, opportunities. Mm-hmm. So oh. anyway, as far as memberships are concerned, uh-huh. and you were asking me about how we're approaching that, well, the good news is whoever signs on, and fortunately... You know, we have a bronze level and a silver level and a gold level and platinum levels. Gold and platinum are more in tune with, with corporate supporters. But uh, we are getting more silver than bronze members coming on board. And regardless, since we're a 501c3, the memberships and any donations that are made to us are tax deductible. Mm-hmm. The other thing I want to mention that we put together, and, and it really brings a tear in my eye as I watch it grow, but one of the advantages of membership is that we created a memorial wall. It's a virtual wall. And anybody that signs on that, that becomes a member of our organization can dedicate a brick to a deceased one, a loved one, who, or, or even a friend who either served in the armed forces or as a law enforcement officer. They... If they were killed in action, you know, a star would be placed next to the name. So, uh, and that's going to go on. That's a permanent thing that we're going to keep, we're just going to keep it in place. Yes, I saw uh, the beginnings of that on the website, and that looked really good. Yes, and there's some incredible people that are are on that wall already, people that, you know, I knew over the years, etc., and some others Mm -hmm. that came on Mm -hmm. through membership. And then we also have... uh, uh, there are several foundational components of our program available for sponsorship and ground floor sponsors, um, either private or, or corporate, um, will get the added benefit of being part of all the publicity that the launch generates. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But this is, you know, re- reduced to its bare bones. This is about the children, and we're very enthusiastic about helping these teenagers. They deserve our support because their parents, either fathers or mothers, gave their lives in service to our country or communities. And we're appealing to everybody across the country to step up to the plate and support this. And it's also important for everybody to realize that as an organization, we're not top-heavy. We have no dreams of being top-heavy. There are no large salaries or anything of that nature. And we're going to make certain that a very high percentage, we're shooting for eventually 90 to 95% of all donations is going directly to the kids mm-hmm. to keep the program Yeah, I going. mean, this isn't going to be a cheap, uh, I mean, it's going to take a lot of money to bring all these kids out there. So, um, so I certainly hope that, uh, that, you know, that you get a lot of members, that you get a lot of sponsors, um, uh, as soon as possible. I mean, of course, fortunately, it's uh, well. You have you have months before the summer, but obviously, you need That's to right. start gathering everything, putting more and more pieces into place. But I want to make sure that I give out the um, website so that people can find all more information about this. The website is www. 
healing uh, healingthewounds.org www.healingthewounds.org and, and, and um, you know the other thing Carol I, I'd like to invite people if they have any questions in terms of what we're yeah. going to do and how we're going to do it or what have yeah. you to just call us okay what number should they call the, the number right on the website is the best one, 860. Oh, there's an, okay. Right. The and number's is there, right on the website. But you know what? Pick up the phone, place a call. You will talk to a human being. There will not be any prompts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there's a waiting time of 10 minutes. We will be with you in 10 minutes. <laughs> um, and the other thing is, I'm sorry, but, it, you know, it's it's all in English, but this is America. <laughs> we <laughs> You don't have you to apologize for that. can't accommodate foreign languages, but it's, you know, and you, know, you, you will receive a live person or somebody will get back to you in short order and well, will answer I, any questions. I mean, I but think want, people... Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry, Carol. I just wanted to say we want to welcome everybody aboard. Help us help these kids. That's the bottom line. And, oh, I was starting to ask you, let's see, we don't have very much... Oh, no, we have like a minute left, and that's a good thing I gave out the website, which I will do again healingthewounds.org that's healing h-e-a-l-i-n-g the wounds w-o-u-n-d-s dot org um, I guess I just have time to thank you uh, I just want to say that from my having known Jeff for years uh, whatever he devotes his heart to and you can obviously tell he has devoted his heart to this he will make happen in a grand way and obviously you can tell that already from um, the who's who that he has attracted as board members, which is amazing. So thank you, Jeff. I wish you all the best of luck. I think this is an amazing project. And thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat. 